0: Hey everyone and welcome to RPG from Scratch, design episode number fifty-three. I am your jo- I am your Josh host LaForge. <laughs> I am your host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Doug. Hello and Max. It's me. Liam is sitting out today. So Max, you wrote a bit of short fiction just kind of for internal use for the character of Kelton Mandergrove. Oh yeah. Kind of a get in my head about who he was. Yeah. The backstory of Kelton. Where did he come from? Yeah, it was fun. It was entertaining. I know that I enjoyed it, and you brought it up as something that maybe patrons could be interested in as something like... Uh... Yeah, if they're interested in reading continuing backstory adventures of Kelton Mandegrove, mm-hmm. kind of a series I'm calling The True Crimes of Kelton Mandigrove. <laughs> All of them are true. Yeah. Including everything the guff invented. I think that's i think that's a cool idea i'm into reading them we always privately lament that we don't have time to do the bad storytellers podcast that we were doing mm. yes. before because it was so good for all of our writing i'd be into it i don't know how about you doug yeah all right well yep if you would be into it let us know yeah i'm interested in, in reading more scruff mcgruff chicago illinois 60652. 60652. sorry <laughs> Send your letters to uh, you just ma- god, you just stick stickly, PO box 963. You just yeah. just, yeah, dredged up stick stickly from my memory. Did you realize that that's what I was thinking when you said that? I, I, the look on your face, I was like, I'm taking a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally thinking, send your socks, all your socks with the worn out elastic, send them to stick stickly at uh, Nickelodeon. So uh, there's a bunch of changes that have happened to our system, and I'm I'm going through and I'm I'm adding things to the document that will eventually be like the living wiki, which is also our basis for for rules. And I'm noticing the Savathian uh, racial ability character bonus. So it just says plus one to character actions. We kind of threw out character actions as a concept because there was no sense in legislating them when it was more fun just to have people just riff. Yeah, say yeah. what they're going to say. Whoever said that was funny, they got momentum, you know. What can we give them instead? Cuz right now they've got that, and it's basically a just a non-starter racial ability, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um maybe something to do I know they 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 have like the sort of mystical power set or at least at least bonuses for that. Like they, they they tend to do well with magic, correct? Yeah, they've got intellect and composure as their two attributes, which are the two primary for mm-hmm. for magic. And their other racial abilities are underwater breathing, which we don't have to that's great right. yeah. remembered past where you get a reroll on something and rippling lunge, which is an extra extra damage because uh, you've snuck through an attack. Um, unless it's already been taken by another racial ability or maybe well, even if it's been taken doesn't mean they can't also have it, but maybe something to do with social checks like if they if they're sort of viewed upon by society as like the wandering group of people, Either you can get sympathy, so that can make you know, flavor wise, you get sympathy, so it makes your checks easier, or you're seen as older and wiser, even if you're a young one who was born after the uh, the event or whatever. I don't hate that. Flip a coin, and depending on the outcome, they'll either have a negative five outlook to you or a positive five outlook to you. Uh, but if it, but why would you want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to take that risk when you could just go with a flat? chance. Yeah. Know. What we've got like right now five is pretty we've different. got two fish abilities and two eel like ones, right? <laughs> Uh yeah. two fish abilities and two like social abilities right now. Character bonus and remembered past. Well they they rather they rely on that aspect of their nature, right? Bonus to checks are fine. I, I think I kinda wanna I kinda want something cooler. More combat focused? I, I was gonna say what Rippling they... Lunges Rippling Lunge and Remembered Past are they they take care of the combat stuff. Okay. I was gonna say, what if they can't be grappled? Like a uh, you, know, you can't cage, you can't <laughs> cage an octopus. Yeah. That is that's funny. I like yeah. that. I, I I don't know though. As any time line like ability, yes. compare that to the Tick Tani. like it's yeah. it's just better. Pull up the. You just can't put a Savathian in a cage. They'll get out. You can't put you can't put baby in the corner now. Like no. an octopus, he will just find the tube and get no, out. Yeah. No. You can squeeze through anything that you can fit your head through. You could say that there's a bonus to ungrapple yourself. Like if like if you are grappled, you get like a plus whatever bonus to anything to try and get out of it. As opposed to just, you cannot be grappled. You can inflate like a puffer fish every <laughs> spot. You, you can get. ink it and then just like, <laughs> like... Ah, what is this? Uh, like it's a we do that and just... we have to give every bug ability to every... <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There's, there's yeah. so many fish abilities to escape, right? You got camouflage, mm-hmm. you got camouflage yeah but you know yeah. why would you not want to use that a lot well no I, what about camouflage what about camouflage as it as its own bonus like when you're hiding yeah or just like like a plus bonus to all stealth checks yeah maybe well but, would it just be stealth stealth disguise hide like if you're hiding hiding cam, like the the octopus camouflage ambush yeah but that'd be hiding right yeah hiding uh <laughs> how about how about uh 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 the yeah disguise. <laughs> i like that's <laughs> it's okay i i don't disguise, i don't guys but i like the idea that you could trick someone because that's so what rip, probably... rippling lunge yeah. basically your the the pigment on your skin flickers so yeah. that you get a better hit what how how shapeshifty are they supposed to be though like no it was my understanding that not much yeah no we just have the the color it's just literally the color yeah, yeah. so you could argue that if you want to blend into a crowd it's just like oh, we're sneaking into the guff camp one of us doesn't really look like a guff, you know? So how do you... Well, I can change my pigmentation to sort of look like fur. So if I wear a hood, you won't see my head. and But if you see my arms, it'll look like fur, even though it's not like under close scrutiny. No, it's like this is just a pattern, but from a distance in a crowd. <sighs> Let's look up crazy fish abilities, huh? How about bioluminescence? I don't want nightmares. <laughs> how about bioluminescence? You can... i light up in a cave or something? For a, for a fixed number of... Yeah. Like a <laughs> fixed number of rounds? Yeah. It just becomes sting. I like it. <laughs> sting is bioluminescent. What? Sting is bioluminescent. No, I'm just saying you become like you, oh, you're the, in a Oh, yeah, the sword, not the sting. British musician. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking he about may Sting. He you know? I, I, I was like, does he mean the singer or the wrestler? That's a really- <laughs> <laughs> All right, the wrestler with the sword fighting the British <laughs> singer who also has Elton John. All well, the knights. <laughs> I'm only. I'm so stupid. I'm only just now realizing you're talking about the weapon wielded by Frodo. Yes. Okay. Usually when I'm talking about a sting, yeah, I have a. A hierarchy of things in my mind. <laughs> how, I apologize. How about, how about bioluminescence? You can light up a por- any portion of your body. We say like any portion. Any portion. <laughs> one square. It creates dim light around you. So like for a maximum of one hour, you can use it once per day. All right. So it would light up maybe ten feet dimly. I would say yeah, sure. Well, more than let's do let's make it pretty. Let's say let's say thirty bioluminescence feet. Bioluminescence is not a flashlight. Uh, it is when, like, depending on how dark it is, it'll, it'll light sure. some stuff up. Yeah. I mean, if you're in pitch black and your eyes have adjusted, it would, mm-hmm. it would, it would do a lot. Yeah. I mean, you won't be able to see colors and stuff. It would be sweet ass sweet against, like, things that are infrared, because mm-hmm. does bioluminescence give off heat? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. No. Well, I mean, it's a, yes, it gives off some measure. Some <laughs> do you measure, co- Because obviously. you said science, so we're like, yes. all right, it's a chemical reaction. It's going to give off some obviously, heat. Obviously. It is. Not as probably, much as a torch. It is probably exothermic in some way, but- but, but have, having a light source when you oh shit we ran out of torches, but hey we got a Savathian so we're not completely yeah, fucked. Imagine your fucking Savathian dad asking you to hold the flashlight. in yeah. Your fucking hand. <laughs> oh, <what> a nightmare. <laughs> so so maybe we can fold those two abilities in in right like so it it's very dim light right any extremity so it could be the top of your head it could be your hands absolutely your feet lights up a thirty foot radius with dim light and we'll we haven't set rules about dim light yet but we should we, uh, about like what you, you maybe you can't discern colors you can't whatever anyway let's not worry about dim light yet but it lights <laughs> up a 30 foot radius of dim light and it's part of your skin and we can just give you like a plus two bonus to disguise and to hide because because wow. it, it's like your your we'll call the ability like it's something to do with your skin something. skin what are, they, what are those called in in um octopodes octopodus octopods Octopussies. Um, suckers. You're talking about the elasticity of it or no, something? No, the, the actual cells that they that change color. Mitochondria. It's, it's a powerhouse. A powerhouse. Oh. Octopus. Uh, inertia what, is a property of matter. It's called a lucifer. Fuck yeah, Or, it is. or, or <laughs> leukophore. Oh, damn. Did you say luchador? <laughs> oh, God. lucifer the luchador <laughs> is the devil luchador. Yeah. He's like, he's the Mexican wrestler version of John He's like, you cannot see me. no sorry chromatophores that's what they're called so we could say that like your skin has both chromatophores and bioluminescence which would explain the aspects of how they're able to change like that and i just like the idea that they're an undersea creature yeah so when you're way down there and you have a civilization (laughs) that guy he really knows how to light up a room if you know what i'm saying i just imagine they would just have like i guess slaves or serfs just standing up on columns to light the way right well they probably just have people hold torches and shit that if you evolve to you know you you can bioluminesce yourself but when you finally develop a technology or magic to just make a lamp then under the ocean though that's a hell of a lamp yeah probably bioluminescent probably a genie in there why have a bioluminescent lamp when you could just have a a person stand there who is also bioluminescent because because you turn a part of your hand bioluminescent a fish swims up near it and your other hand that's not that's not ignited grabs that fish and then you eat it yeah but i'm talking about for light in a path okay it's less efficient. You need to wear a—you a, got to put a bunch of the shiny side of tinfoil inside one of those dog cones and wear it, and that'll focus the, the yeah. lamp. I'm just saying, how, how is a lamp less efficient than a living creature that needs to eat, sleep, you know, rest, all these things? Well, Doug, I don't know if you know the kind of universe we live in. So what yeah. do we call it? it? It's their skin. It's like the, the okay. special properties of their skin. Their—the quickening. They're... Chimeric? I think—what's a good— Synonym for like changing and trans, like transformation. Transform. Yeah. Um. Metamorphic. I don't hate that. Yeah, but it's still it. Do- it doesn't describe that. It just looks different. You it's know just what I mean. Sort of over promises Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't. You're not changing shape. True. Maybe so- something chromatic. I like chromatic. Polychromatic. What Cro- is th- chroma lumen? chrom <laughs> What is what is a uh, chromoluminescence? Yeah, but are those? Are we? Are we doing the polyamory thing where we're mixing Greek and and latin i mean I scientists do it i think we're allowed right i don't think scientists do that chroma luminescence they mix greek and latin all the time that's in, whole... the, in the same word yeah the whole taxonomy system is mixed greek and latin isn't it i don't think so and not in the same word is that the rule i think it's all latin i could be wrong but i think it is oh okay i thought they mixed greek and latin willy-nilly so, and they make up new words though yeah chroma derma luminescence derma because derma means skin right so derma, chromatic skin. Latin for color is color. Oh, color. <laughs> uh, it's c o l c o l o r. Just exactly coloris. the same. Chromaticus. Is, so chromatic is Latin. Uh, what? Okay, let's do Greek. Tint, vibrant, Q, color in Greek chroma. Okay, so maybe they're closer than I thought. So chroma, skin chroma trigger is derma uh, light. Is phos lamp? Phos. Lampa. Uh that sounds very Greek. I still like dermachromatic. But Derma Dermachromitis. It sounds like a infection. I know. <laughs> I just I'm just throwing I'm throwing words together. Lux is Latin for light. Luxochromatic skin. It's not bad. It sounds like a Chromalux. It sounds like a makeup from the fifties that had like uranium in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it sounds like a new LED light bulb. Yeah. Lamp is Lucerna, which is kinda cool. Like oh. looser and hammer. Oh, skin yeah. is pellis. I like chromalux. Chromalux skin. So we like chromalux more than luxochromatic. Luxochromatic sounds it's it sounds more scientific. Well, no, it's a it's an adjective. Whereas chromalux sounds like a prop, proper noun for a company. Sure. Luxochromatic. Um, luxochromatic skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it <laughs> lightning. Doug was uh in Greece and yeah. sang that song. Yep. Really? Yep. It was the coolest I ever was my entire life. I bet. What part of Greece did you go to? Uh, it was Rydell High, 1959. Ah, hell yeah. <laughs> did you ever watch Your Pretty Faces Going to Hell? Mm-hmm. The episode where they do the play. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, there's an episode where they're doing a play and, you know, shenanigans ensue. And then the gym coach winds up taking over. And he's just like, blows this whistle and he's like, go, Greece. <laughs> and the kids come out and he's like, you don't have to do all of it. Just do the fun parts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, you're the slutty one. You're the massy one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I put it in there. I like that. I like. I like. So plus two to hide, disguise. Plus two to changing your your the color of your skin to either hide or disguise yourself. Bioluminescent. You can make an extremity for a maximum of one hour. But once you, but you can dismiss it as a free action. But you can't use it again for an, for twenty four hours. Sure. Okay. Or until after a long rest. We'll say that. How would we feel about, like, variations in our races? Like, a small section of Harad who had, like, tougher skin or something. I am all about it, mm-hmm. and that's something I've got—I've got actually got notes about, okay. <laughs> about ideas. I love that as, like, a supplementary thing later. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, humans right now. Just because I was reading about this alligator that lived in iron oxide water for a while over the winter— and turned orange. He looks fucking awesome. And I imagine if the iron oxide just like soaked into their skin, yeah. they would be tougher, right? Their skin at least. I don't think I think they're going to be orange. Orange, but it's pretty cool. Magic iron oxide from the oh, future. Oh. Yeah, well, sure. Iron oxide. Ooh. <laughs> well, I think also like different racial abilities that are still alligator or, or crocodile focused, but they're just different, you know. The, the whole yeah. idea of, like, a mono, they, the, And different colorations and stuff. The mm-hmm. monolithic cultures of D&D are just like, okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know Like, when you're talking about, oh, well, the creature's small, so good. But you could also have a 12-foot, you know, carat yeah. if you want. And I'm glad that you guys brought that up because the next item I have Oh, is, good. We're removing talents from our system in this current build because we're expanding... Pr- because professions are the... Kind of the catch-all. Yeah. Um, well, that's a problem for the Tolden, the humans of our world, because they have a racial ability called multi-talented. <laughs> Where, uh, Let me bring it up here. I know how to fix it. Just give them like three more languages. <laughs> Tolden taking it. Oh, sorry. That's not that's not the. Here we go. Um, I don't have it in here. Multi-talented. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Nix that. Okay. Multi talented was about them getting an additional first step. I about to say, yeah. wasn't that just that they sort of multi classed? Yeah, but I, I thought they got an extra talent as I was well. I say, I could be wrong. What if we just did it where all told them could jump 10 feet? <laughs> <In the laughs> air. All of them? That was That's is our it, humans. Like, the they're regular humans, but stuff. every one of them can jump 10 that's feet. A, that's how dumb I feel sometimes d is, where it's just yeah. like, you know, it's one of my favorite jokes I used to say about Skyrim is when I, my favorite, well, it happened yeah. to me, where I'm talking to uh, Khajiit Traveler and like, the people here, they, they teach us all like beggars and thieves, and then it lets me speak. And one of my one of my options is, "Can you teach me to sneak?" Is "Oh yes." <laughs> and you will move like the wind. <laughs> it's like, why are you all like? It's not fair. This is a, yeah. this game is racist, and that's. I feel that D anD D often makes me feel that way as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting though because they do have multiple human races
1: mm. in there,
0: yeah. and and they're all different in fun ways. Like, Nords have cold resistance, which I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's fine. But then the voice of the, what uh, was it, voice of, uh, I don't know. Voice remember. of the Emperor. Yeah, no, that's probably Imperials, isn't it? That is the Imperials. The Bretons? Yeah. Breton. Yeah. No, Bretons are. They have magic ability. Yeah. Oh, so there's Imperial and there's Breton. Bretons have the bad magic bonuses, and Imperials have the voice of the Emperor, which I thought was weird. That's a weird thing to have. It's fun, though. Yeah. Unless you've got a weird voice. Yes. Then you're out of luck. I chose Breton my first go round, even though I didn't want to use magic because one of the bonuses is that you always find gold more easily, <laughs> like in, in things. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I like to be different, so I went with like a shadowy sniper archer, <laughs> you know. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Oh, okay. Um, bolstering is something that, that it feels like an art an artifact. It's apocryphal to our current system. Oh. It has to do with skill checks. I feel like we're good as far as like how skill checks work and we add the attribute and the profession to it um but we have opposed roles i'm gonna in a later episode i'm gonna get more into if we want to if we want to actually do opposed roles where people roll against something or if we want it to just be a set difficulty you're rolling to beat you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think it's easier on the gms generally to just say that if somebody's trying to sneak past this group they need a sneak score higher than 22 that's it right so yeah th- you're not rolling a you know your 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 spot check for each one of them it's just you're designing the scene around that being something that will trigger it right now we have bolstering which is basically like the aid function we say we uh if somebody's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna roll to push the door and somebody's like i'm gonna aid uh in D, they do it uh if they roll a 10 or higher they get a plus two to their roll, and multiple i mean sometimes multiple people can add to that Right now we have, and so sometimes when other members of the party could have made a skill roll for the same check, say to spot something. They would rather the character with the greatest bonus roll f- for themselves or the group as a whole. In this instance, each bolstering player may donate momentum for a plus one bonus to the roll for each point spent. When does that ever come up? Because I think everyone just rolls individually and then the person with a two in intelligence may get a one and the person with no intelligence may get an 18 and... Yeah, I, I feel like the, the the problem it runs into is it, it feels like you're playing at least the way it's described, is I feel like it's referencing three different games. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. What's happening is like if you're if you're spending momentum in our system, that means you add a D six to something, not a plus one. But adding a D six to an ally's skill role is ludicrous. Like that's yeah. way too big. But if we say I aid and they get a plus two, it's fine. You know, it's it, it I not mean, spectacular either. It, it's fine, but also like how often do we want people to do like the the gangbuster rolling where everybody's like, Oh, everybody make a perception check and then everybody rolls, or would we rather have the people focus on the character who has the best chance and that person rolls? I like everyone has their own perception. Maybe someone's looking in the corner and sees something that no one else sees. Even like, if you even if you're quote unquote the dumb one who yeah. never sees it, that could be a fun moment. Just mm. you just got lucky, you know. Oh, okay. Yep. So I think I agree with you guys on that. Mm. Is aiding something that can be done on skill checks? Because that's not what's... I mean, they are literally aiding by also looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we think of a a skill check that that somebody can actually aid with? Because if I want to do a strength check, I think the better way to do it in our system, instead of saying that one person has to score a 20 on the strength check to open the door, and everybody can aid if they roll a 10 or higher, that person gets a plus 2 instead we can do combined right like say like you need a combined score of 50 to push this door and bill rolls susie rolls Mm -hmm. and if their scores meet that then they get through and then they can spend as much momentum as they want for big group effort things like that that makes sense yeah you know okay well what, what what am i missing what other skill checks would somebody try to help you with not but i love to think of like intimidation I was gonna you say know, like, social encounters might. Yeah, the man. guy in the back of the the guy in a fight who's not gonna fight, but he's in the back, like yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the we're not even that. If 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 yeah. one if like the face of your party is talking to mm-hmm. someone who you know is is a bad guy, but they need something from them, and it's like, oh, what makes you think you're walking out of here alive? And then your face goes, well, um, I think it'd be a bad idea to fight me and my crew. And if your crew has bad charisma or bad intimidation, they just look like they're picking their nose, that's not yeah. going to help. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, have mm-hmm. at least one of them roll high enough where, like, they crack their knuckles and they're like, oh, okay, maybe not. That's something. And that's very social-focused. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm kind of liking the idea of just setting a high number that everybody has to meet. Like, where everybody's yeah. score gets added total, yeah. to the total. The problem is that punishes people for having fewer members in their party, right? And, and Sure. And most well, members get... Does the the GM sets that number, right? Maybe so it's could that variable it, could it, to the game. Or could it be a mathematical thing where it's like for every member of your group there has to be like a base of fifteen, say. We could say that. So it's like if you if the three you know, if you only have three players and it's always been three players and they gotta move this giant stone door, you could say, Well, okay, well, it's gotta be at least a forty five to, you know, open that yeah, up. Man. But if there's more of you but then again, if you're doing Minds of Moria and like you know four of you are pushing the door and three of you are shooting arrows and then it's one not guy really just fair. has to walk up and say, Bella. "Well, whatever." And I'm it just opens, Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like you know, if if not every single member of your party is going to be focused on pushing the door open because monsters are chasing you, that's not fair to say. Okay, we have to roll that base score when not everybody's contributing, um, but people can spend momentum. But, I mean, you, you could just set the difficulty that, so that one member could do it. Right? whoever's all trying. Right, because if you say it's 20, one member can definitely hit 20 So is it is if, it, they, if they spend momentum. Is, but if two people do it, they probably won't have to spend momentum. Could it be that maybe—so you're saying adjust it on the fly based on the amount of people who are even attempting it? Uh, Depending on it, right? Because a door should be a fixed amount. Something uh, like a door should be— To like, me, that makes sense. It's just yeah. a matter of trying to keep it fair because if— for whatever reason, if if most people decide not to contribute to that because they think they may think the bigger problem is the oncoming enemy or something, like yeah. there's always going to be th- a situation then that, person, that that person on their turn is still trying to beat that score. Sure, so, so they can time. just keep re-rolling until yeah. they do it. Does that lead to an unnecessary table of door types? No, no I think that that's that's something if that we have to fly. Okay, I, no, I think I think legit. Like you, you got let's because you were saying doesn't the GM set that? Let's, yeah. let's take let's separate the GM from the person who wrote the adventure because eventually we'd like to write adventures. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying you would say this door needs a strength check of 20 to pass, right? Mm-hmm. And any number of people can Absolutely. attempt it, but it takes a round, and in combat, that can be different. That can be difficult, but, like, the size of the door may matter. Like, mm-hmm. no more than two people can attempt to push this because it's not wide enough, Sure. You know? So So you, you can just specify, like, when they come to a room, you just say this door. You would write it in the description of the item that can have a skill check done against it, right? But if we're talking about an intimidation check, I think what would happen is everybody's in the room and you're like a tough looking party right yeah and you're like okay we're going to try to intimidate them you're like all right i need a group role there are five of you everybody needs to do better than 13 well sorry so so five times 13 because they can see all of you yeah yeah i like the idea of a group role with a set difficulty yeah set difficulty so that can apply to so many things you know well then then let's let's think of instead of making it so that everybody has to individually pass a check for something like sneaking this is a great yeah. one right instead of everybody has to beat a 15 otherwise that person fucks it up for the whole group you multiply the base difficulty by the number of people and if the group exceeds that they all do Yeah is that a reasonable Cuz you way? can be sneaky as hell but if you got four people who aren't they're going to know you're there Yeah but I also I also just don't like the fact that like I in in a Pathfinder yeah, in a Pathfinder game, I'm playing a guy in full armor, mm-hmm. and it just means that we never try to sneak anywhere, <laughs> and that's less fun, right? Yeah. It's just less fun than being like, well, we can, you know, it's it's a base difficulty. It, it just it just it is a little weird though. If you have a, a giant hrod who's on fire all the time, you basically have Johnny Storm on your team, yeah, lit up like a beacon, and suddenly it's like, okay, we're all going to try and sneak in here, and just because everyone else rolls well, nobody else sees you either. Well, they're help. Like, it's like it's like group sneaking. You're doing the yeah. you're doing the mystery mystery team thing. Yeah, Scooby Doo is not a stealthy person, but right. when that group sneaks, they sneak as a team. I just think the more people in a team, the harder it is to sneak. In reality, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think that will be representative, right? Mm. So, for instance, whereas this would argue the opposite that the more people rolling, I feel like it's an orcish. No, like, we really believe in it, so it works. Like, yeah, we're really sneaky. Well, I think that, like, the the rest of the team being sneaky can help the person who's not, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as, but are we talking about it scaling the difficulty scaling? Like, yeah, where it's like it's per person. So, you would say, you would say, like, if the difficulty to sneak past this group is 20 per person, yeah, right, and there's six of you, (laughs) you know, what's that, 120? Is that any different than just doing a standard? skill check for each individual person yes because if everybody rolls well and one guy rolls poorly you uh you fail okay that's true yeah whereas if you say oh the difficulty is 20 times six one guy completely whiffs yeah but everybody else else got it yeah then they make it somehow sure and that way if if we fail the stealth check it could have been any member of the group who rolled poorly instead of just the guy who's bad at mm-hmm. stealth, right? Yeah. Because that also makes less sense if you're the person who's really great at stealth and you just happen to go really bad, but the whole group does well, then it's not like, why did the person who's the master of stealth totally fuck up when we're just sneaking past a century? You know? Yeah. So, th- yeah, that makes sense. I think, yeah, just random circumstance. But I love the idea of, like, spotlights, like, focusing on one person and everyone else in the group is just scattered. <laughs> <They believe>. Yeah. <laughs> what about perception? Should we have, like, party... Like aura, like here's your party like like charisma, here's like your party. Passive, what's a passive perception for a group? Yeah. So like yeah, your group is really intimidating. So people are- I think people would get based on their profession or, mm-hmm. or however they made their their path or whatever, they would they would get bonuses to intimidate. I think there's a lot yeah. of situational bonuses that we need to talk about too. Mm-hmm. Would be like, oh, you just did this thing. You're gonna get a plus two. I'm, I'm giving your group a plus two to do this thing. A passive perception. Uh, it depends because because a group will have different focus. You know, as your group sitting around a campfire telling stories, and then mm-hmm. and someone's stealthing up to murder one of you, or are you on the march going? Th- you know, are you traveling, or are you on guard because you know there's a monster out there trying to hunt you down, and you're sleeping in shifts. Like each of these things are technically you need a passive perception, but the context completely changes how much energy you're putting into that
1: i like i kind
0: of like rolling as a group even in perception i know it's not that realistic i don't know i I don't want to add it to the rule book yet i just kind of can we put that sure absolutely because if we're like it's a 15 per person but there's only three party members so if their combined role can get to 45 they will spot well, this and, the, thing. and the bare minimum, the minimum that you are asking for would change depending on the situation. Yeah, because if it's the 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 rabbit from Monty Python, you know the, <laughs> the yeah. you know, and you it's hiding in the bushes, it's going to be harder for you to find than if it's a giant golem. You Absolutely. Know. So, no, it, it would be it would be specific. Like you would say that this. Th- again, I'm not sold on this. Mm-hmm. I'm not married to it, but the idea I, I feel like it's got some legs that we just should what I see as a little bit being less from the mechanic side and more the creative side. Like I just see that creating so many story events yeah that yeah. would not happen i also feel like it's just fun yeah so people complain about everybody has to do this roll off for the mm-hmm. perception oh we're they're gonna metagame because they know that they don't see something i feel like it's still fun to ask the whole group for a perception check yeah you're know, like i need a perception check from everybody everybody's like oh shit that's mm-hmm. fun i li- yeah. <laughs> like yeah i like doing that what do you guys think i'm down to it I like it. I like I like the idea of asking the entire group. It's just a matter of knowing what what that number is going to be. Once we once we actually tackle oh, it in depth, I, yeah, I feel know. like that's relatively easy yeah. because we've already have rules for how difficult things are individually. A listen check, you know, if it's like you know, it's clear day, it's a murmur, buzz, racket, cacophony. Like we've got these things that are compounding; they add to the yeah. difficulty of hearing something. How easy it is to see things uh, with different light. Yeah, I want us to think about skill checks in general because I want to think about opposed rolls versus rolling against a defense and then difficulty of group rolls, whether or not we can aid. But I think that aiding somebody should be something that is a cumulative skill check rather than just a flat plus two. Yeah, At least that sounds more fun to me. Um, One person in your group trying to intimidate might cow one person, but if you're trying to convince the gangster den to give you their money you're gonna have to so that's what's always struck me about like an intimidation check like one person is being really scary but then you got four other their goofballs just standing around picking yeah. their nose like yeah well it's also i feel like those should be situational right yeah like in a situation where everybody else is present and the threat is that everybody's gonna do something i feel like the whole group's gotta roll but if one person's like do this or i'm gonna stab you right <laughs> you know? yeah. it's just it's okay for that one person to sure, make that sure. check Okay, well, let's think about that. I, I want to throw it out there to the patrons, too, if they have any thoughts about it. Because I've had a lot of experiences one way or the other, and I understand the virtues of all of them. But we, we do kind of have to pick one. Because What's the having, most fun? Yeah, <laughs> That's the thing. having a bunch of different ways to do it is a little over overcomplicated. I'm leaning more towards the group effort because everything about the system has been about making a team you know and everyone being able to check and balance off of each other so it's kind of like you're in it together or you're not you know it's Um, true well all right let's think about that let's think about skill checks let's think about opposed roles like i said versus rolling against the defense i kind of i like rolling against the defense generally i I think i think i'm more sure about that than about the group skill checks like for grappling i don't want to do counter roles i feel like somebody has to beat a defensive number to grapple somebody. I think that's... Unless it's another PC or a Savati. Well, but if they're rolling against a PC, they just have to be that PC's defense uh, against it. And then on that person's turn, they have to try to escape it, you know, and I, you they know. have to beat a certain number. I'm just saying, are, are they sparring, you know, for fun? Like, is it? Is it like, you know, where they're, they're both doing an action at the same time and you're both rolling opposed rolls... Then whoever tips it out on that. What I'm saying is instead of going, okay, let's see who gets the grapple, both of you roll at the same time. Yeah. Instead of saying that, like, okay, it's your turn. Are you trying to go for a grapple? You did. Now it's this person's turn. What are they doing? I'm going to try to escape. All right, you roll. Like, that's the difference between the two. Because it's a second and a half, right? Yeah. Well, it's six seconds around. Is that what? Okay. Yeah. Let's just use that as an extremely loose But I'm just number. saying, like, my turn is so fast that it's not like, the other guy's waiting around. Like, yeah. I would grab someone, and then their brain would have to react. Yeah. To it, like... if, you, if you think of rounds and turns are yeah. just a kind of mess that's all sort of happening at the same time with mm-hmm. a, with a timeline, then it works out. But this is a tactical game that's like super chess, so there will be turns, and there will be things that, you know, don't perfectly match. Still on skill checks for a second. Wicked. What kind of action does it take? to do a skill check in combat? Does it depend on the kind of check? Yeah. If it's intimidate, that sounds more like a character.
1: Like a swift for an intimidate check? Yeah. Versus
0: an attack action if you want to do a distracting, flourishing movement or something? Maybe. Maybe that's something we can leave up to GM discretion. I was going to say, anything you're doing with your hands is an attack. Attack, Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a... Well, if you're a magic user who uses your hands instead of an implement, then maybe it's not as hard to do something. But if you're a warrior a citadel who's got a shield in one arm and a sword in the other then how about just we'd say for actions that would just require quick speech it could be a swift for anything longer it's a, it's an attack yeah i'm down with that if rounds are roughly six seconds then mm-hmm. anything longer than get down you know like, or, yeah. or move over there yeah shut up sit down like that then it's gonna be we're gonna be in round time yeah, if you're going to land in the car and do the Captain America speech of, all right, I need you over here, get these men over here, men, take the hostages. Oh, that's a full way. round. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not a swift action. Okay, something I did for many patrons will already be aware of this, but I added early release episodes to the $5 Patreon tier. So they're going to get them as soon as I'm done, which is few, like at this point, like a couple weeks out from when they would normally release with our current schedule design episodes are releasing two weeks apart and i I think that's good i'm honestly happy for anybody giving us five bucks to get all the content okay i think that's going to be everything we talk about for today i feel like skill checks now that we've removed talents and now that we're making professions more of the core of our system in the way that we have that makes them so central to your character I really want to get this nailed down but I think maybe it, it's probably going to take some playtesting to really find out if there's some big overarching flaw we haven't thought of or, or pa- I mean patrons obviously chime in or any of our flaws really patrons <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you everyone for listening as always. If you have comments or suggestions, our Patreon is patreon.com slash rpgfs. Our $2 and up patrons can find us on the Omniverse Discord if they want to chat with us a little more loosely. And on Twitter, we are at Homebrew Ombres and on Facebook at facebook.com slash rpgfs. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest.